0: Hey, good morning, and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls, and I'm your host, and I have a rock star on the show today, Mr. David Horsehogger. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Let me bring David on, David. welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Ken. great to be here. Thanks.
0: hey, I am very grateful um uh, Joe Soto introduced us and and Joe is a good dude and he says some great things. A lot of people are saying great things about you, man.
1: well, that's don't believe everything you hear. <laughs>
0: So, so, um, Hey, we only have eight seconds until people start looking at their phone, wondering right. why they're, <laughs> I read that somewhere.
1: You gotta get, you gotta get in. You gotta get, get it done. You gotta start serving people right off. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So David, I started this show. It's been three years ago and, um, and I've interviewed a lot of people. I, I it it's really, I created this to, to give back to help people get unstuck because I think we all hit those, those walls in life and we don't know how to get through them. And, and, and I think that we, we can help other people heal by telling our stories. So, um, why don't we start with where you were born and raised?
1: I was born and raised in North central Minnesota. I was raised eight miles from the nearest town of 500 people. Little town called Verndale, Minnesota. So uh, wow. that's where I grew up, youngest of six kids. I was a New Year's baby. So I, I, I got the award. I, I'll tell you something funny right off Tri County Hospital. I was the first kid born in 1973. So I was given a savings bond that if I waited till I was 18 years old, I could cash it and put it toward college. And I brought it and I thought, I'm going to do this. And it was worth at full price. At 18 years old, eighteen dollars.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that didn't cover much in college.
1: That's right. So that's the po- that's one of the poorest counties in Minnesota. Um, you know, grew up and 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 some of you know. I mean the real the real story starts when I I took a, a, a after college I started a. Um, First of all, I was on staff and then director of an organization, moved to Arkansas for four years, uh, practically another country. But basically, I started my first business, Lisa and I, my wife and I, in 1999. We had by that October $1.40 to our name, 60 cents in the home account, 80 cents in the business account. That's just to keep those accounts open. That's where we had. And we found a place to live the basement of 86 year old Clara Miller's home in Fridley, Minnesota, for, um, it was about 350 bucks a month, but it was illegal. We didn't know it was illegal. It didn't have a bathroom. It didn't have a kitchen. It didn't have windows. We didn't know it was illegal to live in a windowless basement. It did come complete with black mold on the walls. Oh, but that's my. where we started. We'd go upstairs and share her bathroom. We'd go upstairs and share her kitchen. And we lived there for two years. And that's how we started.
0: Wow. And you had a college degree.
1: I did, and I had an amazing wife. And I still have the amazing wife and I still have the college degree and even some more degrees now.
0: (laughs) So, so, um, what was your first business? What you were doing? What?
1: So basically, you know, I was, first of all, I, I had worked at this youth and family organization in Arkansas, one of the biggest actually Christian sports camps in the country. And I built some leadership curriculum and I got asked to share about this message and share this, this curriculum a little bit. I actually even got asked to share it, military academies ultimately uh, on this curriculum, but basically it was speaking. And back then it was started out kind of youth, big youth events and assemblies and that kind of thing. Yeah. And so that's what it, it started quickly though you know my grad work basically I had the shift of thinking about leadership sales and and basically everything and that led to my grad grad work that became monumental at the time and all this grad work around trust and how trust affects the bottom line more than anything else how a lack of trust the biggest expense i have how trust is always, always, always the leading indicator. And in some of your people, it's trust in themselves. But frankly, overall, now we work with, you know, presence of countries and companies. We work with pro sports teams. We pr- work with, um, you know, uh, we have certified coaches on six continents around the world. We work with corruption issues with it. We work with, you know, uh, big you know, companies. And like I said, uh, governments and whatever, but this framework that now has been revalidated and revalidated by universities, that this is the way trust is built globally. But first people have to get the concept like, it's not, most people are solving the wrong issue, right? It's not a leadership issue. The reason I follow a leader or not is trust. It's not a sales issue. The only reason I buy or not is trust. It's not, people say, oh, you buy from people you like. No, you don't. I got friends I like a whole lot. I wouldn't go into business with them in a million years. It's a trust. It's the only way to get innovation to go up is increase trust. The only way to um, you know deal with the diversity issues of our day is increased trust. In fact, the biggest Harvard study shows diversity on its own can pit people against each other unless you increase trust. Then you get the benefits of diversity inclusion. How do I increase? Many of your audience, you know, some of them are uh, teach from the platform and these kind of things. Like, listen, there's only one way to increase learning in a classroom. You have to increase trust either in the teacher, the content or the psychological safety or trust of the room. There's only one way. Many of your people are dealing with marketing online or otherwise. Well, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, there is one way to amplify marketing. There's only one way; you have to increase trust in the message. It's the only way. So, wow! In fact, not not to make a big promotion, but the new book just came out last week. Trusted leader, and this, wow. it, 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 you know, I that my other bestsellers, uh, oh, Trust Edge, just came out of my grad work, and some of these wow. others, but. But this right here is a simple the framework for how you become most trusted in your industry as a leader, an organization, a brand, a salesperson. I'm passionate about this cuz we've seen people triple sales in 90 days. I've seen people say it saved their marriage. So, um, wow.
0: So, uh, all right, so let's let's back up a little bit. Let's talk about because you, th- so is this all? Is this is it all Christian based? Is it faith based stuff that you? It turns out it's
1: it, you know God was actually talking about trust way before I was. So there's a lot of truth <laughs> yeah. to that. Um, but it's actually true. out of my secular research, my grad work. It would affirm I think everything the Bible says. But it's it's um it came out of this. I mean, frankly, once this like, this research came out, no one was looking at, or very few people were looking at trust and leadership, business, how it affects the bottom line. So it really was. And that's this, you know, secular grad work that's showing. Oh my goodness, what's the leading indicator? Is it leadership? Is it is it this? Is that what's that? Everybody looks at the lagging, right? Oh, more sales, yes. lower attrition, higher higher retention, and the leading indicator kept pointing back to trust. And and so um, it's just plain truth, and so, it's it's absolutely research based. So you see not so much here, but we put out one of the biggest studies every year on trust and leadership. And by the way, any of your listeners can have access to the white papers, the trust out, uh, just trustoutlook.com, That's our research site. And the, you know, you can go there, our main work, trust or my name, or if people want to see what we do to certified coaches for, if they want to get a free demo, trust but basically the outlook and I'll just,
0: you're you're bouncing all over there you
1: go people can get access to the to the you know some of the research white papers in fact i just had a fun thing happen today i should just where is this this is pretty cool because i just got this in my inbox this morning that said this is from my sales guy that said hey a client perspective on your trust research on your outlook Hey Sam, this is our guy, two hours guy he said thanks for sending the research. I barely scratched the surface of that that you that booklet you sent, but the 2021 Trust Outlook pamphlet contains more usable and on target content than most leadership books I've read in the last 20 years. So that's we we give away that, you know. Wow. <laughs> we give away. So, so anyway. wh-
0: what do you think the what do you think It you know what's interesting is just this morning I, I was talking with a <clears throat> very good friend of mine. And, and I said, you know, sometimes we just have to do the best we know how to do, put one foot in front of the other and trust his plan. And, and, yep. you know, uh, what, what do you think the biggest challenge is for people who have a tendency of not trusting themselves or the next step they're going to take? So
1: I, first of all, just so we're clear, you're, are you talking about trusting his plan, like trusting God's plan?
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, because
1: yeah. I don't mind, go- you know, I'm I'm absolutely, God was talking about trust way ahead of me, like I said, like, yeah, there's- scripture is full of it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and on your understanding, and all your ways acknowledge him, and he'll make you pass straight. The- yeah. Moses, people don't re- realize this, the reason Moses didn't get to go into the promised land, first Chronicles, because he didn't trust God enough. With, with the people, you know, Daniel, Daniel 6, 23 and 24, there's no wound found on him because he trusted his God. So there's this whole thing about trusting God. And then there's this whole thing of Proverbs 12, 22, the Lord delights in the trustworthy. That's where my secular research overlaps. So the secular research would be, would show how trust affects efficiency performance and the bottom line more than anything else. Yeah. And the second half is the overlap from scripture that this eight pillar framework of how you build trust. God was talking about that what it takes to be trustworthy, you know, yeah. over and over. So it's all biblical truth. Um certainly. So to to trusting yourself a couple things. One, um trusting God, we can do that. But but even the Bible says if you trust in yourself, you're a fool. Right. So there's some caution there, but there's remember we got to he- read all of scripture and understand it because there's another part that says, you've heard this, love your neighbor as yourself. Right. Okay? You've seen people that don't love themselves at all. How fun are yep. they to be around? Not <laughs> right? Not married. So we we there is this call to love ourselves as God created us, you know, and them, but God created us to to, to, to have this love of 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 who He made us to be. Now it's, that's the same with trust a little bit, in that if you don't trust yourself at all in a way, you have a hard time building it with others on yep. other teams, and you, you know, you don't think anybody else is trustworthy and all this kind of thing. Yeah. So how do you build trust with yourself? You have to, there's one way. This is, this also goes into how do you rebuild trust? Cause people think you rebuild trust with the apology. You never rebuild trust with the apology. I know people that say, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm late. No, you're, you're not. You're late every day. I'm sorry I'm, right. late. I'm sorry. I'm late. I'm sorry. Well, the only way we rebuild trust is to make and keep a new commitment. And many people lose trust in themselves because they don't make and keep commitments with themselves. I'm going to lose mm-hmm. this weight. I'm going to do this mm-hmm. thing. I'm gonna, The only way to build trust in yourself is is to make and keep commitments. So don't make commitments so lightly. Make and keep commitments. Stand firm right. in the faith. Even scripture says. And by the way, to another pillar of trust, and there are eight of them in the book, yeah. and that's from the research. But the the only you are trusted for whatever you do consistently. So the only way to build a brand. Is consistency, right? Consistent interaction, how it feels, touches, how I look, you know, I go in there. It, it, it That's the only way to, a brand is built, sameness. right? It's the same with reputations. The only way a reputation is built is consistency yep. to the point of late. If you're late all the time, I will in fact trust you to be late, Yeah. right? So what I don't want to say here is complicate one thing that could be misunderstood. And that is, hey, just go trust yourself. You just need to go trust yourself. No, no, you have to trust yourself for what you do. Trust yourself to be late. If you're going to be late all the time, trust yourself to lie if that's what you do. Trust yourself to gossip if that's what you do. So you're trusted for what you do consistently. So what I want to bring people in is to this eight pillar framework that also encompasses compassion and character and this thing we call, you know, trusted leaders or the trust edge. That is when we really become worthy of trust. And that's an immense advantage in work and life and influence.
0: How big was that place that you and your wife moved into again?
1: Oh, I don't, it was the basement with, you know, black Uh, mold on the walls that had, you know, we had a a place for the bed and a, but you know, I, I felt like I knew this from business and watching my dad is like, keep expenses low in those days. I figured if I could make 700 bucks a month, I could, I could pay our urgent expenses. And if I could just make 700 a month, if I, and I I still remember this talk about kind of faith, this isn't the wisdom for everybody, but we were on our knees every Wednesday. We fasted and prayed every Wednesday, um, for the first year and, wow! and we, um, we'd work till 11 at night, you know, it's it's like do the work too, but we would, um, uh, I remember saying to my brother, you know, should Lisa get a side job? Should I get a part-time job? And that might be good for some people. But my brother said, David, if you have to do this, you'll do it. But if you don't have to, you won't. And so Lisa and I, full time, 100%. And, and that that was the start of building this leadership and organizational development company now with Reach Around the World. And the, the six, you know, we got measurement tools, probably the best ways you measure trust in global organizations. We've got, um, you know, a wow. host of all these things we do. But that was the start of. Focus, focus, focus. So many entrepreneurs like, oh, this, 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 you know, it's whatever. It was like, I had lots of other things I was interested in, but that, um, that focus, that rel- trusting God, that trusting each other, that building trust by being consistent with clients that didn't know we were leaving a basement with black mold when we come to work with them. I mean, that was, right? you know,
0: <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that a, a lot of yeah. entrepreneurs, there's this, um, I don't know. I'll call it the Instagram stigma. Um, You know, I made five grand last month in my business. It's time to lease a Ferrari. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. I
1: still am big on keeping expenses low. By the way, now we have zero debt. I'm grateful for that. We have this place that we, beyond what we could ever, um, you know, dream with, with, that we get a share with horses and lake and whatever that we're just grateful for and feel whatever. But, but we had, we were upside down and backwards for a time. And I remember when we bought our first property, our first house, we bought um a duplex that was small and not in the best of areas necessarily. And uh, we thought, well, I thought if I could rent out the other side, then I could make it on the payments on my side. And yeah. that ended up being a lot more like challenging than i thought which was a good learning experience on its own but i thought that way we, we got to keep expenses low and not just always no 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 you also then you got to bring income up to to provide people well, i don't mind anymore like um i don't mind charging a lot when we give a lot more value but yeah. you got i do mind people blowing smoke and charging a bunch and and not i want to be more liked three years after a sale than the day of the sale
0: Amen. Yeah. Amen. Wow. Amen. That is so true. Like the, I don't know if you're seeing any of these comments I'm throwing up on the screen, but my goodness, people are loving what you're saying. Oh, good. So, so, so with the, you know, the, um, because I I've been there, I mean, I'm, I'm 50, I'll be 53 here shortly and, you know, I've, I've been through all of all of the challenges, the black yeah. mold, everything. Um, so I have, I have. And, and so, you know, I, I think that I'm curious when you first, like you had this basement apartment or, 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 or not really basement, an apartment, but yeah, 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 this basement, <laughs> Um, and, and so what was, th- I mean, is that where you started this trust business? like Yeah, it is wasn't that-
1: trust then because, you know, I was asked to speak on other things. It wasn't until later I had this kind of epiphany. I'd gotten away, um, just for a weekend away at actually this, this hermitage and, um, just kind of praying, thinking about the future, wondering what I should do. We had, we were just, t- money was tough and just kind of, w- w- we had in that first decade, the second decade, things changed a whole lot, but the first decade, was this roller coaster of wow i got this big work and then i got oh nothing i got uh, it was was like you know what people say about entrepreneurs and like it goes from here to here except for how it does it is uh, (laughs) right Um, Right. so so i am anyway um i i just remember coming back from this and i was thinking and i was speaking some i was doing stuff doing okay and i thought I feel like I'm supposed to get a grad degree. I'm supposed to research this a little bit more. And I didn't, had no idea the impact on that research at the time and the launch pad that that depth and value and um, really uniqueness at the time. I mean, look 20 some years later, now everybody's talking about trust, right? But, people were not researching. There was no book. It was just in, in our space, there might've been kind of Oprah psychology, but not in how it affects business and the bottom line and governments and efficiencies and all that. So, um, that became really important. That led to my first book. That was a big tipping point too, that trusted became a, uh, you know, Wall Street bestseller and all that stuff. And so and that this
0: was, uh, this was early.
1: Well, there was a lot of challenges along the way. The grad work was there was kind of early. We started using it you Know we use this framework in companies and like it was like it worked. Oh my goodness. Okay, that's good. So then we had case th- so we've really built this on case studies and 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 not we're actually not the best at marketing. Right. We're, 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 we're just like, okay, University of Nebraska had these results, then Penn State does a contract, then Penn State does this result, then MIT puts it in their leadership program. We had um, you know. B- Union, uh, union gospel, uh, 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 what is that? Um, sorry. The um, big, nah, Fortune five company, 300 billion um, United <laughs> health group, United health group. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Then you had a case study there of the chief col- chief culture officer. And then, okay. Then Takeda pharmaceuticals. And, and so we, we had just little by little John Deere did this and that, you know, whatever. And then we, um, now we have it so that others can use it, which is really cool because we still have it happening in these organizations, but now we, in a really cool community, certify coaches to apply our work. So they might have, you know, be certified in StrengthsFinder or some of these other things, but but they're also certified in TrustEdge. And they can use the frameworks and the work, and they can measure trust, and they can close gaps. That's fun to see them excited. I'll give you one little example recently. So um, Tia from one of our coaches in Indonesia, she uses our work with banking and oil executives in Indonesia And she also uses it in her volunteer work with girls coming out of sex trafficking to rebuild trust. That's fun. That's amazing. That's cool to be a part of that. So, um, wow. You know, so that's,
0: you know, there's, um, conspiracy theories flying all over the place. And, you know, I think that, that trust here in the United States, um, (laughs) it may have peaked years ago. I'm not sure, but, but where. How does how do we get people back into trusting what, that that good is coming for our economy and for um, the people here in the in the U.S.
1: Let me make a couple comments quick. So first of all, institu- institutional trust has tanked steeply basically since Watergate. About yeah. then, 80% of Americans said they trusted the government to do what's right. Now it's around 7 maybe 6% of Americans believe the government will do what's right. Uh, media trust is tanked enormously as you can imagine but yeah. all institutional trust all institutional yeah. trust. So as an example um so institutions like schooling we used to trust public education you can see why it's down steeply in that charter schools and 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 homeschooling that homeschooling used to be weird now it's almost mainstream um you you, you know food we used to trust big food now we want to know what's grown right next to us in a little farmer's market i mean uh, right. big is you could also take um churches frankly faith yeah. um they, they, almost the same number of people, according to, um, oh, you, you know the research firm, uh, believe in God as did 80 years ago in America. Almost the same yeah. would say, but yeah. um, any metric that would show it, people going to a place of worship, leading a Bible study, giving is down steeply. So institutional trust is down steeply. Um, so what do we do about it? Well... I think what we do is we do what we can do. And and so I this is like when I speak around the, you know, uh, live events. So I'm at the back signing books afterwards. And so often I'll have people after a keynote say, David, I love that trust stuff. That's, oh, it so resonates. It's so great. So great. It's great. My <laughs> boss should have been here. <laughs> My teenagers need this stuff. My spouse should have been here. They're yeah. not here. You're here. I'm here. Every time I talk about this, I can think of things I could do differently and better. Right? Yeah. So, this is the problem. We have to do what we can do and stop so many people. And with social media now, as you know, it's so easy to just take a back seat and do nothing instead of what you could do. I'll give one little idea here. So I'm talking, I'm in the, we're in the beginning of the pandemic. I talked to uh, um, Bobby Herrera, the amazing CEO and very good friend of mine of Populist Group, which is a med tech, their, their clients, I've spoken for their company and stuff, but I said, Bobby, what's working for you? This was, uh, maybe May or June of the start of the pandemic.
0: Yeah.
1: And he said, well, here's, here's one idea. Said, uh, uh, when I learned, when I went through the war college, U.S. War College in 19, in the eighties, we learned something in times of uncertainty. It's called VUCA, V-U-C-A. When you see volatility, when you see uncertainty, when you see complexity, when you see ambiguity, ask two questions. He said, uh, number one, yes. What can I do? And number two, you ask, of that, what should I do first? And when I sat next to, and you did too, probably mm-hmm. CEOs and leaders in the last year, I yeah. saw people put their heads in the sand. I pop, saw people say, well, this is, what if Trump doesn't get elected? What if he does? What if this happens? What if the Korea does that? What if this ha-? And by the way, it's good. As leaders, we need to be aware of the world. Look, I'm dealing in government situations. I'm dealing in, we have to be aware, right? Right. But, But the leaders that I saw do well spent most of their brain calories on, okay, of all these things, what can I do? What can I control? Actually is the question. What can I control? And right. those that asked that found out, wow, pandemic, all these things. I thought I was out of control. I can actually, I could do that. Oh, I could do that. And when they paused and spent most of their brain, brain calories on what they could control, they found there was way more than they ever thought. And yeah. number two question is, okay, of that, what should I do first? And so, That's what I would push people toward is instead of like, oh, that's bad. Oh, this is bad. Oh, that. What can I control? There's more than you think. And what should you do first? And of course, this all comes down to the eight pillar framework and people should get to know it and understand these eight pillars are what builds trust globally, individually, organizationally. I believe you can solve every organizational leadership issue against these eight. I believe it's never at the core a communication issue communication is happening all the time. It's never a leadership issue. It's never an engagement issue. We want to call it these ambiguous words. And it's not, I was a communication grad, you know, in undergrad it was my major. And now I stand on stage and tell people at the core, it is never a communication issue. Really? Absolutely.
0: And this is in your new book. Can you hold the book up again? I'm going to give you full screen again. Trusted leader. Wow. So that would apply. That's not, um, that book would apply. That would apply to anybody,
1: Every, teachers, friends, families. I mean, everybody. If you want to influence anybody, you have to build trust, and when you do this, you have a chance at the right kind of influence that actually can can you know change an individual. It can change a country. But as you know organizations don't change. Countries don't change, but individuals do. When an individual does, then a team, a company, a country can change. So when you can change how you look at that, the reason I wrote this, this, by the way, the first, uh, one of the reasons was people kept solving the wrong issues. They kept saying the root issue is communication, engagement, whatever. It's not. It never is. When you can see the root issue for what it is, then you have a chance at solving it. It's like, oh man, I can tell you right now. So this week I'm standing now, but Less than a week ago, I had hernia surgery. I picked up a hundred-pound item too, uh, too too quickly and turned wrong. Let me tell you, that puts you flat out for a second. Anyway, wow. i i had I had hernia surgery. Now I could go and say, "Oh, I've got an appendicitis." "Oh, I got a stomachache." "I got this." Until I diag- they diagnose, "Oh, that's a hernia." Then, boom, I got surgery. Now, for the first day after, I'm 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 standing. I'm, I mean, I had a couple days of you know, I still can't lift anything for a while, but you know, I feel yeah. great basically. Um, but if if they would have done, oh, that hurts down there, let's pull out the appendix. Oh, that hurts down there, let's give him antacids. You wouldn't have dealt with the real issue. But I see this in business all the time. People are not dealing with the trust issue; they're dealing with all these other issues, and the real is- they're not dealing with the real issue. So they're calling communication, engagement, or whatever, and when they deal with this, they can actually solve against it. So you can, you can solve using that eight pillar framework.
0: So, 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 okay. So if somebody's listening to this, maybe they're an employee at a company and so, sh- so should they go to their, their CEO and walk in and go, so David um, I love working here, but I've, I, I just watched an interview and um, I think the real problem is I don't trust you. Okay.
1: That's an idea. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on your trust level, but right. what I would say here, I mean, there's a lot more we could talk about here, right? But what yeah. I would say is the first thing you have to do when you're in any in any issue is you have to get buy-in, right? <clears throat> so how am I going to get buy-in? How have we gotten buy-in around the world? Well, once we showed the research, it turned out it was interesting to people. Once they saw, oh my goodness, that affects productivity by 186%. Oh my goodness, trust affects time. Oh, it affects the bottom line. So you have to get buy-in first. And so, what I would go any anybody that's below somebody else, yeah. I would think brainstorm five whys. It's maybe it partly it rhymes, but partly five is a strong number for making a case. If I just have one reason, it's not very good. But just say, "Hey, here's five whys that I think you might want to look at this. Trust system. first of all, because I don't trust you. Not that I don't trust you, but let's just say because I'm I question this, and maybe you don't call it a trust issue, but you say because I question this." it costs us time. Cause I'm second guessing here because of this, it costs us that because of this, this, if trust went up here, I would be willing to take more risks and we might get innovative again or whatever. Right. So right. I, I, if I, if I would push them, I would just say, if you need to make the case, make, give five wise. Now on the research piece, there's a lot of things you know, that I can give research wise, but let's make trust simple for a second. Okay. Yeah. You think trust doesn't affect the bottom line, doesn't affect costs. I can give you the research, but let's get simple. Um, What's something that would represent a lack of trust? A lock. The only reason I put a lock on anything is because I don't trust you, right? So, yeah. what is the cost of putting a lock on anything? Money. I got to buy the lock. What's the big cost? Time. Now I got to open it every time I go through the gate. I can't just boom, go through. I got to open, open. Okay. The combination. Or what about this? Text someone you trust. How long does that take? <laughs> Done. Now, Try to text someone you don't trust. How long does that take? Oh, how are they going to take this? And how are they going to take that? How are they going to take forever more? So you can quickly see the cost, and we can get wow. that to attrition, retention, and everything else. But, but if I want to help that CEO or leader up and say, "Hey, I I like working here. I'm going to start with that. I I like this, but yeah. I do fear that we have a cost, and it might even be unintentional. But I think it might be because." A, a lack of I could either call it trust or if I know the eight pillars I can go through what they are and it might be even a little less offensive yeah. like one of the pillars is clarity people trust the clear and they mistrust or distrust the ambiguous over the overly complex so you know you talk about clarity and you have clear but but I'm not actually clear on our key priority I hear this and this or you know what I mean that can increase trust yeah. or compassion we trust those that care beyond themselves or um you know competency. I might trust Ken Walls to to take my kids to the ball game because of his character. That doesn't mean I'll trust Ken to give me a root canal, right? So if <laughs> if we're not competent in this area, then um, wherever we want to be trusted, we're gonna have we're gonna have issues too. So I might run for that and say, if we could increase clarity right here, I think we'd get more buy-in. If we could increase the, you know, you can run against the eight, and this gives you a good framework for doing it.
0: Wow. Okay, so uh, and this is off off the interview topic. I, I I I don't know if you know this, but I'm an Amazon influencer. I'm one of a handful of people that are allowed to go live on Amazon. All right, and I'm gonna get you on Amazon with me, man. We're gonna we're gonna sell some books. Let's. I it. can't Let's... wait, and I'm putting your book in my Amazon store. I can't. I'm gonna buy it. I can't wait to get it. Can't wait. So. Okay, so, set that
1: up. June, June the week, uh, my next book. June, the week of June twenty second. Can you set it up that week?
0: Yeah, can we sell a bunch of books that week. I can, say, I can set it the day, day of. All right. So, so, um, yes, Charles. Charles says Ken will pull your teeth out. That is true. I would definitely be very good at driving your kids to the ball game. Yes. But the the root canal thing, no, I'm I'm not qualified. So so. <clears throat> You know, I I think that it, it, so if, if everybody were to walk around and, and I know this is going to sound like a crazy question, but you know, if, if we're to go, okay, there's a situation that I'm unhappy with, or, um, it's not succeeding like I think it should or whatever, you're saying that it comes down to some sort of a trust issue.
1: Always, always without ego. And it's always a trust issue.
0: You sound so confident in your answer. I've
1: seen it. I've seen it in global government. I've seen it in every, it's always, it always is. Now, um, how that's applied doesn't mean we don't contextualize. Like we'll even contextualize the pillars for different parts of the world, or even like take this, um, like, let's just take clarity since I, I told that one, right? Yeah. So clarity, I mean, that's a good reason it's not a communication issue, right? It's clear communication is trusted, unclear communication. Oh, communication. Unclear is not trusted. Compassionate communication trusted. Hateful communication is not. High character communication is trusted. Low character isn't. Right? So, so. Um, but let's take that that clarity pillar. So clarity. Let's say one way for the leader, clarity of vision might be might be critical. For the manager, clarity of expectations might be critical. For the salesperson, it might still be a clarity issue, but they're really clear on how cool they are as a salesperson. And nobody's buying until they get clear on the benefits of that product to me. The teacher over here, our kids, oh, the teacher's kind of, what, what's wrong with the teacher? Why do you guys all hate the teacher? The teacher's a good teacher, high character, all this stuff. Why do you not like the teacher? Well, he's not clear about the assignments. Mm. So they go home frustrated every day because of a lack of clarity. So when they can define it against the framework, they can actually solve the real issue. And so, um, so we've looked at these eight pillars and they work globally and they've been revalidated by universities to work globally. One level down. They also work globally. So take the compassion pillar. Listening is one way we show compassion globally. Okay, listening. Yeah. But how we listen two levels down from the pillar, you might have to contextualize. So as an example, in America, the highest trust way to uh, listen generally is looking someone in the eye. In a certain part of the Middle East, the most trusted way to listen that builds compassion, that builds trust, might be to not look someone in the eye while listening, right? So we, we can contextualize it. But in essence, it, what I, I think the thing that has made this go is people don't want cheesy motivation. They want research-based content, but they also want to be able to use it tomorrow. And the way God made me as a farm kid or whatever is I don't want it to be cheesy. I want it to be research-based, but I need to be able to shovel that poo with a good shovel right now. So right. I need to be able to use the tool. So that's why if you see my work, a uniqueness is based in research, but actionable tomorrow. The spa method of, of, of appreciation, the trust shield method, the the, the 90 day quick plan, the, the the ODC method of getting clear communication out there, ODC, I can go through, I can apply that. And what I learned is I won't apply it, apply it unless it's simple, actionable, usable. And so that's why I think making the work work
0: Wow. So, okay. Like, I want to keep you on here all day now. Like, I have got another one in
1: just a few minutes. So, we bring it, bring it in. in we'll two? do. We'll do it. I put down a half an hour just so, but I'm. I want to honor you. Was oh, I did you to an really? hour?
0: What
1: we had you for? Yeah, we had you from ten to ten thirty Central Time. But oh let's, my
0: goodness, let's, yeah. If, if we're if,
1: supposed to do longer, let's go a little bit. But I've got to be uh, ahead of the top of the hour on another one.
0: Gotcha. Did not know that. Okay. So, um. It, well, that, okay. So I'm, I'm, i just drew a blank and I never draw a blank. So uh, l- let me go, let me go to this question here that Teodora asks, um, the connection between trust and education. How can someone build trust in business if they have no education in the industry and they want to build in that industry?
1: So if I understand it, what you're saying, how can someone build trust in business if they have no education in the industry? There's there's kind of a couple key ways to have credibility, okay? Competency builder is either um, education that is valid, like research based, or experience, okay? Yeah. Now there is another way, and that's self taught. So if you remember Larry Winget, he he read. Um, I think he read five thousand books on leadership, you know, yeah. and so he started speaking on it. So you have three three ways you have to you have to do it. You have to either um, get valid education that 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 you did original research, um, you know, or you have to have experience. So the difference between like Patrick Lencioni um, has wow. great work. His, he's practical. Okay? he's not he's not coming from research based as much, and I, I'm I'm just I want to honor him, but I'm just saying he was a consultant. He tells these stories, and and this is what he saw work. That doesn't mean it's not valid. It's that what work what what work. Sometimes it's not, you know. To me, here's what I like. I'll just speak to myself. Is uh, there's also people that just do research and they're kind of they haven't applied it, and that's yeah. also not as sticky. Where I sit, the best way to me is research based that is applied so we're using yeah. it in the real world because I'm taking these simple strategies from this theory and applying it okay that's going to drive a sale that's going to drive impact that's going to drive market so that's the way I like to sit um yeah. now for this person they have to think of three ways what can they do next could they so our company our institute as an example we want to stay as the top thought leaders on trust and leadership at least out of north america and yeah. so we put out a original study every year. So that keeps us fresh. It keeps us relevant. It keeps us capable. And and so we're hearing, we're seeing the data, we're, we're sharing that. We're also practicing individuals. We're practicing in companies. So it's, you know, credibility goes up. So what I would say to this person is, as much as you, you either have to, you know, practically apply it. So you have a case study or you have to do some real genuine research. But But on the other hand, I don't think it is fair to trust you. If you have no ed- education, you have no application, you're just kind of saying, this is what you think. It's like so many people give parenting advice that aren't parents, right? So um, <laughs> right. I, I don't think, you know, to, for me to just kind of pat you on the back and say, but you can do it. Yeah. You got to do the work. The reason we're trusted yeah. is we went through 21 years of, of, of work, of, of research, of application. So it doesn't just happen. You have to do something you know,
0: but it's, it's simple. I lived in mold. You didn't
1: <laughs> yeah. partly, partly it's that, but on the, on the grad work, it's like, I would t- say to this person, what certification could you get? What, what under, yeah. maybe you can't get a degree, but you could do something. What, what, what could you, how could you start becoming an expert? Some say, if you read 10 books, I think it is on a subject, you become an expert because most people haven't read that many that to me is a little light. You better apply something too, but you, th- they might be right. I mean, a lot of people don't read much, but get a full, get some experience, apply yeah. it, get some research. You know, d- oh, you know, that's, I, I think you either need to, you know, something there.
0: So, and I know you got to go here in a minute because I, uh, I ask these two questions almost every time. One is, what do you think, the number one thing is that holds people back in life from experiencing financial success and real joy and happiness? Three things. Belief in themselves
1: and God. That's just one thing if you want it to be. yeah. And then number two is relationships. I, I, people always said, it, it, so they have to, you have to, you do have to have some belief in, you know what? You're valuable. You can do this. Like I had a hard time growing up, how I grew up like, can I really charge this? Ooh, can I really do this? Ooh, can I really? It's like, I don't mind one bit now charging a load of money as long as I'm giving more than a load of money of results. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to me, the, the, la- to the last question for me, faith is huge. And, uh, not be, without faith, I don't know if you can be grateful without gratitude. I don't think you can be happy. So, I, I just think this faith beyond yourself is huge. Uh, for me, it's relationship with Jesus Christ, it's 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 really important. But, um, the third thing, there are relationships we're meant to be connected humans, we're meant for community, we're meant, um, and and I think somebody you know, many have said uh, something about networking or relationships or something like that, like it's the key, but, but they don't really, people don't get it. I remember when the light turned on, I was like, Oh my goodness. I, I now actually get that actually relationships are that important. And, um, yeah, so that'd be my yeah. three, two, two or three.
0: You can count it out you want. And, and last question, I, man, I have, I, uh, we got to do an Amazon live or Let's two or five or Let's whatever, but here, last question for this interview is, um, you know, I, I can remember when my wife and I opened our first office and we had a couple of employees and struggled with payroll. Oh <laughs> gosh, I hate that. Um, but there was this one day, this big guy that worked for me comes walking in my office and he says, Hey, uh, there's a guy looking in the windows of your SUV out in the parking lot. And I go, well, tell him to get out of here. You're bigger than I am, dude. What are you telling me for? And he says, uh, I would, but he has it blocked with a tow truck. <laughs> I was like, no, this isn't happening. It was the worst day of my life. But you know, I, 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 think that a lot of people, especially with what happened last over the last year or so, this pandemic, I mean, suicide rates went through the roof and there's a lot of people that are still hanging on by a tiny little thread to life. Yep.
1: I have two comments there, but keep going.
0: Yeah. It what. What do you say to that person yeah. that's barely hanging on?
1: Yeah. So two things. And by the way, first of all, I'm sorry. I I don't know your situation. It is tough. I've had times when I felt like I was never going to make it out. I mean, I. it's just plain. It is tough. So the, the two or three things I think you ha- might need to do. Number one, I, reach out. There are people... That will help. There are relate. You need relationships. We're made for a community. If you remember the big study, I can't remember uh, the name of the lady at Harvard that that did it, but it said what is common to the to the um those that live the longest and the happiest people in the world. And actually, no, it was live the longest, right? Live the longest. It wasn't even you know um what some people think drinking smoking all those things number one was connected to community I think of my parents my dad turns 92 in a few months mm. mom and dad still run the farm wow but they have they're, they're up in the middle of nowhere. They have such vibrant relationships. They're happy. They, they don't have some things, but they are so they're, they're healthy. They're fit. Yes. That's all good. Eating right. That's all good. They weigh their, uh, nobody does this anymore, but they weigh their high school weight. That's un- unbelievable. They wore their wow. wedding outfits at their, at their 50th, um, which was wow. you know 15 years ago, but at, at their 50th unaltered, which is uncommon. But, <laughs> wow. Um, but they, but they, this relationship, that keeps people alive. It keeps people going. It's so important to have a relationship. So number one, if you're in the pit, reach out. Start reaching out. Yeah. Number two, um, volunteer if you can. Help somebody else. There's nothing that turns your happiness and joy and, and um, shifts your thinking than volunteering for someone else. Somebody's got it worse somebody's Mm. got something tough maybe they don't have worse but go find a place where you can volunteer help others you think no but i'm in need i'm in need i'm in need you're in so much need you got to go help someone else number three
0: find relationship with god amen wow david you are my new hero I I, I love that answer, man. That was that was amazing. Stay with me. I want to end the the show now. If you can st- hang on real quick, um, everybody, go follow David Horshoger. I am so grateful that you came on and, and invested the time with me and and the audience. You're amazing. Thank you. Thank
1: you so much. I'm sorry we had down only the half hour.
0: It's okay. It's okay. We're it. it everything happens in God's world exactly the way it's supposed to. So thank you. I appreciate you, my friend and everybody go follow David, go to com. The website's scrolling across the bottom and we will see you guys later. Have a great day.